WLG is proud to support BIV's 2020 fastest growing companies and congratulates all of this year's recipients. From regulatory hurdles to IP issues, we know that taking your business to the next level is often easier said than done. Visit our website to learn how we can help accelerate your growth wherever business takes you. Hi, my name is Marshall Burke and Vice President, Products and Services at TELUS Business Solutions. Businesses big and small are looking for new ways to thrive in the future. And at TELUS, we're deeply committed to helping in every way we can. We pride ourselves on providing world-class service and support for the technology your business uses every day. The TELUS team is here for you, and we'd be happy to be part of your conversations and help you identify the right solutions for your organization. To learn more about how we can help you transform your business, visit telus.com forward slash business. Hey, welcome to BIV Today. We are the daily business news show from BIV Newspaper and BIV.com, and I'm BIV reporter Tyler Orton. And this week, we are examining the fastest growing companies in British Columbia. And taking the spotlight with us today, it is number four on our list. That is Surrey's Urban Cultivator. It's a hydroponics company specializing in indoor gardening technology. And with us is co-founder Taryn Wolf. Taryn, I want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. So I uh, will just point out for listeners, uh, you and our uh, viewers, you are doing this in your vehicle. So uh, just uh, be prepared. Uh, there might be some bumps on the road, but I know you're not driving <laughs> at this very moment. But uh, thanks. I'm again. in a parking lot. Sorry for the hassle. Uh, all good. All good. So uh, look, you guys are doing some very cool stuff. You've had some exponential growth over the last few years. When you co-founded this company, you know, uh, quite, quite a number of years ago, what exactly was the problem you were trying to solve or what were you guys trying to address right then? Um, the main issue we were trying to solve was how do we, uh, feed people better food and, um, at a, at a lower cost and at less harm to our environment. Those were the three main factors that, that we were dealing with. We were obviously, um, you know, we were eating a lot of, uh, uh, subpar food ourselves, food that was, you know, grown and shipped around the world and was, um, um, void of a lot of nutritional value. So that's kind of what started. It was the same as a lot of inventions. It, it happens out of, out of necessity or out of a need for, to, to, to fill a want for yourself. And, you know, maybe uh, spell it out for our listeners. You guys are a hydroponics company specializing in indoor gardening technology. You know, illustrate that for me. Uh, what does this really entail? For sure. We, um, I mean, basically we started with, uh, with, uh, an original company in in a different hydroponic space over 20 years ago in the, the cannabis arena with BC Northern Lights, and it started there. and And it was the same uh, same needs and wants to to basically make it safer for people to grow their own, to save money, and to provide themselves with with a superior product. So um, it started from there, and then about 10 years ago, that transitioned from cannabis to food. Um, and, and it was sort of a, um, you know, a, a reverse happening because it was actually chefs that were going into Los Angeles and seeing our, our BC Northern Lights products. We called it the nursery at the time. And we, it was being used to start uh, clones and cuttings for all the dispensaries in the L.A. area. And chefs were going in seeing it. And, and that's when the microgreen boom just started happening. And they were asking if you can grow food in it. So it was, it was sort of an inversion in that way. And, and. And then again, it was out of a need to 
for ourselves to to want to feed ourselves better food and and it grew from there yeah so what do you think it is about the technology that's uh makes it kind of effective in a, in a way that uh maybe people weren't expecting i i think it's um it's 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 easy there's uh there's other you know uh technology out there and and has been that maybe it's it's a little complex and where it doesn't need to be so what our, our goal was to uh was to simplify this and and bring it to the masses um we obviously see this as a microwave or or uh, you know uh, another appliance uh the the sixth appliance in in everybody's house that that's a that's a staple and um you know at first People think it's, it's, it's gimmicky, but um, when you see how easy it is to use, but also how much food it actually produces, when, when you can get, you know, six to eight inches and a pound to two pounds in, in a week uh, worth of, of the most delicious food you've ever eaten, it, it, it's, it's then viable. Yeah, I, I've taken a look at the devices. Um, they kind of range, but uh, like you could have something that's about the size of a dishwasher in your home, right? Yeah. So they, we basically have... Uh, two main models. So one's the same size as a dishwasher, and you can rough it in right underneath your counter, exact same size as a dishwasher um, or a wine cooler. And we did that intentionally, so you could rough it into those same um, same spots in a new build. As well as for Renos, uh, we have the same dishwasher size. You can operate it as a standalone, so you can have it with a wood butcher block or or a stainless steel top, and have it right out in in your kitchen and be a feature. Uh, we have a bigger model that that's about the same size as a commercial refrigerator, and that's more for uh, commercial kitchens. But we have a lot of residential people that you know have bigger families, and we'll get those. Both models uh, can be plumbed in just like a dishwasher as well. So it's it's again that ease of use. You can leave these um, growing and go on vacation and come back and and have a crop to look forward to when you get back. So what kind of stuff are people typically growing in these things? Like obviously vegetables, but I, I mean, does it lend itself better to some other than others? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, there, you can grow traditional vegetables, um, you know, that, that fruit and, and take six to 12 weeks to, uh, to form that fruit. But, um, you know, our outlook on that is, is why do that when there's a lot of large greenhouses that are already doing that. The, the, the beauty of this too is that you can grow a lot of those same vegetables, but you can harvest them without having to wait that six to 14 weeks to eat the fruit or, or, or um, vegetable from it. You can actually eat the microgreen and it's, and it's most cases it's much higher in, in uh, nutritional value than waiting for that vegetable or fruit to, to form. And um, you're, you're also, you're getting it a lot faster. So you can feed people, including yourself, obviously, a lot faster than having to wait and without having to add nutrients. Because in most cases, you're, feed, you're getting all the food out of this in the first week or two. So you're not having to add any other nutrients, which can be harmful. So, you know, what are kind of the, the typical things that you need? You, you, you've got your seeds. What, what else do you have to put into it to make it uh, get growing? Well, with everybody, we give like a, a sample kit of some of our favorites so they get an idea of, of uh, you know, what, what to expect and, and how quick some of this growth is and what the taste is. But after that, you know, they can pick uh, pretty much anything. There, we, we give sheets that are ready to go. It's basically in a hemp uh, sheet, and we have organic seeds that's on top. And, and again, we give a nice mix of people. We have some, some that are um, really unique, like nasturtium, that you can actually eat the flower 
but that the, the petals taste like a, like a really sharp wasabi. So we have some unique flavor profiles and we have some, some great, um, really tasty things like the pea shoots that taste just like a sweet, uh, you know, snap pea. Um, but you, you, you add it to a salad instead of a lettuce. In most cases, lettuce, like I said, it's been cut, it's been shipped from somewhere else. It doesn't have any nutritional value or flavor. When you try some of these freshly cut, again, you're cutting them when you want to eat it. The, the flavor is, is uncomparable. So tell me, you mentioned at the very start of our conversation that maybe you weren't eating the best foods a couple of years ago. How has your diet changed uh, for the better now? Like what, what are you typically eating? It was, uh, I mean, before it was, you know, that was about 12 years ago. And it was actually the main reason why we changed was, was my wife. She had severe food allergies. So we started noticing that whenever we were eating, um, you know, produce from uh, that wasn't organic and, and from the, the grocery store that she was having allergic reactions. So that's kind of where the necessity came from. And then obviously same as anything, once you start, you know, eating fresh foods and, and you feel the energy and when you have a shot of wheatgrass as um, you know, I still love my coffee, but comparatively it, it gives you a much cleaner energy and it doesn't burn you out. So there's, there's a lot of benefits to, to these microgreens and they're proving it. So have you noticed, you know, maybe how interest in these products have changed amid COVID? Has that had any impact? I'm just wondering if people are, you know, uh, we're all baking bread now. We're all taking up hobbies in <laughs> our homes. You know, how has how this yeah. changed with growing produce? The exact same way. Same with the, uh, the other company, BC Northern Lights on the cannabis side, but same with the microgreens. It, it's out it's of necessity, especially when, when a crisis like, like this hits, and even before that, look at the cost of uh, the rising food costs, right? Like it was happening already, but then you add a, a pandemic and it just throws gas on the fire. Um, and, and I think it, it, it's obvious people like when, when food becomes scarce, right? It, it's like you want to look for um, alternatives of, of how to feed your family. And, and then it becomes abundantly clear, especially when, again, you see that it's not a gimmick. You can, you can harvest a pound or two pounds out of a flat in a week or two and how delicious it is. Then you start to realize, why was I, you know, um, a slave to, to this other way before? So uh, tell me, uh, you guys have had 500 or 1,590%, you know, uh, revenue growth between 2015 to 2019. Uh, that's according to the calculations that BIV did uh, and you guys submitted. Um, you guys are number four on the list. Uh, just if we take it to the core, you know, what do you think it is behind all this growth that you guys have had over the last couple of years? It's, it's organic. It's, um, I mean, more it started... with one than one, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it started because it, it might have been there. There was um, there was maybe some new chefs, some marquee chefs, trying to make a name for themselves, and so they were highlighting this in, say, the front of a Four Seasons. Or um, Martha Stewart definitely was was a great ally for us. Um, she's helped us through the years, like you wouldn't believe. Set up meetings, uh, got us on her show, and and I mean, you name it. So. We, we've had some wonderful allies and, and I think it makes sense because it, it's, it's a, you know, it's a company and a product that isn't just about revenue growth. It's, it's all the, the beautiful things that can happen through the growth of this company. You know, we, we can actually lower um, our, our healthcare 
uh, cost potentially if everybody's eating a better, you know, better food, more nutritional value, um, no pesticides. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good that can come out of this. So, and again, look at the environmental, uh, the carbon footprint uh, benefits. It's, it's huge. So it, it just makes sense. So for that reason, it's just, it, it's always made sense. So I, I think it, it's, that's why it's, it's organic growth. So do you know how it came to the attention of Martha Stewart? Cause that's such a, you know, headline name that, to, to have them as somebody kind of out there and really, you know, promoting this product. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. She actually seen us at a trade show, same as anything where the first couple of years, you know, you're rolling up your sleeves and, and we were doing the uh, the circuits and, and doing the different uh, trade shows. And she was a, a feature speaker at a, a Toronto show, a big food show. And so she was just walking by with her entourage and our tiny 10 by 10 booth with our commercial cultivator and all the greens in it. She just she actually did a stop. She walked about 10 feet past and, and it was the most comical thing. She just did a, like a triple take turned around and, and it was not hard to, to miss because she had about 12 people in tow all following. So then there was a circle quite quickly around our booth and uh, then she bought one right off the spot. So from there, then she's bought in several over the years, and she actually feeds her all her animals and uh, her horses and birds and and her staff uh, at her house and and um, so yeah, it's it's like I said, she's she's been great. She I got on with her and Snoop. She's introduced me to Snoop, and I've gotten him some of our cannabis boxes. So there's there's lots of uh, relationship building on both sides. I, I like the spectrum of, you know, from Snoop Dogg to Martha Stewart as people that are uh, <laughs> going towards this product. But um, is there a typical market or, or, or who is your t- usual customer? I mean, it's it's changed now, like because the when, when people, again, get to see actually that there's a there's a, a valid return on investment there. It is more. Um, but the first first few years, yeah, it was it was more. um it tended to be a more affluent crowd. Um, but again, um, once people, the word of mouth has gotten there and, and, and people have seen uh, some of the friends and seen what they're getting, we're, we're, we're getting everybody. How, how much uh, does one of these things uh, run for at, at this time? Uh, depends in, in Canada. It depends what options you want with it, but you can get like a full seed kit and all your options. Um, uh, for thirty seven hundred in Canada for the for the residential, okay. and ninety six hundred well, for the commercial. I'll, I'll leave you with this because I, I think it's kind of fascinating what you guys have been able to do the last couple of years. You know, but um, what's your favorite product to come out of this? Uh, as far as the green to eat, you mean? Yeah. Um, I I really like the nasturtium uh, and the, the the pea shoots are fantastic, but the purple radish is. Uh, it's, it's got even more kicked in a radish. And again, one week it grows eight inches. It's got a, a, a vibrant indigo color and the, the flavor will knock your socks off. Well, that's excellent. And uh, Taryn, it, it's kind of cool talking to a company that it's not just that you guys are doing really well in business, but you're doing something that you know is having kind of a, a great impact on the community around you and all the customers. So that, it's, it's just great to hear from you today. Definitely. Thanks a lot, Terry. Appreciate it. That's Taryn Wolf. He is co-founder of Urban Cultivator. And that is it for the show today. But we will be back again next week. Uh, For now, you can go to BIV.com for more interviews and more stories there. Thank you.